Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Welcome back to PG Rated with Paul and Gabe. I'm Gabe, and that's Paul. That's right. And this is a movie where we pick movies to make each other watch in hopes that the other will hate them. Yeah, so uh, I chose a movie that I actually loved, and I'm pretty sure Paul probably hated. I, um,. I wasn't crazy about it. Oh. It why was, is that, Paul? It, it, uh, it, I'm fine. Let me just say this. I'm fine with movies taking big leaps of, like, faith. But, like, try and explain it just a little bit. <laughs> so, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, let's just get into it, then. Also, I think there might have been magic in this movie that was never mentioned. What are you talking about? I I feel like the main character might have been magic. Uh, most old black men in movies like this are. <laughs> well, don't tell everyone what we watched. We watched Uncle Drew. That's right. And um, it was something. Well, background information. Paul's known for a very long time. I was super excited for this movie. I watched the trailers. I was waiting for it when it was going to come out. And then I went to go see it, and I was just as excited. You were also either very drunk or very high when you saw it. I can't say either of those because I'm a professional. Did you... Did you rewatch it this time? Oh, I I rewatched it with my grandparents. They loved it. Do you know what it that that makes sense? It kind of has like a Anchorman two feel to it. How so? You know the part where it goes to get the gang back together and all that. <laughs> they also have a van, and they're in a van. <laughs> like to me, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. We're just doing. And there's a good looking black lady in it. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, we're we're doing Anchorman two, like the first forty five minutes of it. Yeah, basically. Um, this is a this is a just a big commercial. Okay, so this movie starts off with my favorite tropes in movies is that this specific subculture is the most important thing on earth. Okay, I I I do appreciate that. Um, now I know a little bit about Rucker Park. I'm not an expert, but I know a little bit of it. I'll be honest um, with you. I had no idea what the fuck that was. I will <laughs> tell I watch you, this movie. I will tell you that it is almost zero percent covered on television. <laughs> There's no way, right? I, this is like in Mighty Ducks two when they're at the Junior Olympics and it's the biggest thing in the world. Well, no, 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 Paul. Actually, yesterday I was watching TV, like a local PBS channel, and Rucker Park was featured as part of Black History Month. Also, this is our Black History Month episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Shit, I know I need to reevaluate what I'm going to pick for next week. This is our Black History Month video. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so, this movie starts with a 30 for 30. Can I just tell you that this app right now blows? Because now you're not on speakerphone all of a sudden. Oh, that's upsetting. And I don't know how to get it back. And it's upsetting me. This app only blows if they're not sponsoring us this time. Um, they always sponsor us. We do our app. Our, God damn it. So, 
So this movie... I just want you back on speaker. Sorry, okay. technical difficulties. Go so ahead. this movie starts off with a 30 for 30 uh, about street basketball at Rucker Park. And there's a lot of people that are featured in this, both local players and international uh, superstars, NBA players. I was very concerned when this first started and they they have they do like the talking head thing and they go to Steve Nash and then they go to Bill Walton and then immediately go right back to Steve Nash and then it's a Steve Nash again and I was like oh no they could only get Steve Nash to talk about it but then they actually do have a good amount of people. Oh no. What I loved about this is Dikembe Mutombo. I could not understand a word he was saying. Well this is the Black History Month episode. I will not insult Dikembe Mutombo. I will tell you that the finger wag will live on forever thanks to him. Also, what I want to know is how would Dikembe Mutombo know about street basketball in Rucker Park when he was in Africa? He's a he's a historian of the game. When he moved here, he learned. Man. <laughs> he learned all about it. He went straight to D- Rucker D- Park. Dikembe Mutombo, all time one of the all time best, you know, shit shit talkers. He has a move that will be forever remembered, etched in the history of the game. When he would block you, he would look at you and wag his big freaking seven foot finger at you not today the, oh. yes yes <laughs> i didn't know that you did the kembe mutombo apologies i, I just... mean um not apologies the kembe mutombo um i can't think of the word i think i think i'm having a stroke right now uh the kembe mutombo uh what's it called the kembe mutombo oh impersonation Nope, it's not renditions. Nope. Impersonation. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I couldn't think of it because I was just... Holy shit. I'm we, all into... How do we have podcasts? We are idiots. Okay, so this whole 30 for 30 is about Uncle Drew. And to be honest with you, I could see this being a real 30 for 30. They did do a 30 for 30 on the XFL. There was a fake 30 for 30 on the Space Jam game on the internet. That is actually very fun. And there was a 30 for 30 on Ric Flair, which there I was watched. 30 for 30 on Ric Flair. Um, and then there's a documentary about Andre the Giant where at a certain point they talk about how big his shits were. That wasn't a 30 for 30, though. That was no, an no, HBO. They, you're, you're right, but they, they did take a five-minute period to talk about his dumps. I would say we could do that as a special episode of the show, but that, that documentary is way too sad. It, it is sad. My Don't heart. worry, there's there's plenty of wrestling things. We'll have a WrestleMania-themed episode, too. My heart grew just as big as his during that documentary. Well, in that case, then you're going to die soon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so can we also talk about, like, the names of, like, the local people? There was uh, The Glove, then there was Pee-wee. Then well, let me just Zulu. say that these are, all, these are all real local people. Dominic The Glove Willis. Yeah, Gary Payton was called The Glove, too. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, do you, did you not think that these were real people? No, I didn't think they were. Yeah, man. Rucker Park's a real deal. So they were talking about how great uh, Uncle Drew was. Apparently, Uncle Drew was so great at one point that he beat another person while eating a ham sandwich. He dunked while eating a ham sandwich, which I guess is supposed to be a joke. Also, he never played in the NBA, but the NBA logo is him with the afro shaved off. And that's coming from the logo himself, Jerry West. <laughs> Jerry West did say that. How much do you think they paid him to say that? Jerry West, Jerry, Jerry West definitely got upwards of $25,000 just to say that. So they're going through it, 
explaining what Rucker Park is, explaining what the street ball is, and then we get to the main character, Little Rel. Not now, saving us from monsters this time. I don't I don't I don't know what his actual character name is in it. So we're just gonna call him Little Rel. Stax. Okay, you're right, because he calls him Dicks at one point. Yes. There's a lot of jokes in this. Oh yeah, I, you can call him that. So Little Rel is apparently an amazing basketball coach, and he's got a team to go for the Rucker Finals because the Rucker Park uh, 50th anniversary tournament's coming up, and there's $100,000 in so, uh, prizes. It never actually says that he's an amazing coach. He, this is where I don't get. He, he works at a... Foot Locker? Uh, he works at a Foot Locker, but he's friends with, um, well, Casper in this movie, but Aaron Gordon from uh, The Orlando Magic. Who's the the most talented player there? And who's like, an asshole he, in this movie, by the way? Even when he decides to coach, he just tells the rest of the team, "No, no, no, you don't do anything. You just stand around." Casper does everything. It really reminds so it me. So never specifically says he's an amazing coach. All it does is really just say, "Oh, he just has a really good basketball player friend." Yeah, he was pulling a, a kicking and screaming. Remember, you ever watched that movie? Oh yeah, I love. Pass that movie. it to the Italians. It's the bad, bad movie, but I will watch. I, I will. I will watch and enjoy any movie starring Mike Ditka. I will say this: I almost got one of those uh, tracksuits like Will Ferrell with the tiger on it. I could see you wearing that. Actually, I'd be great at it. I'm sure you would. Yeah. So Little Rel has Casper. Who I don't understand where this name came from. Who's an amazing player, like really, really good. And all of a sudden, well, he's talking to Casper. Casper's like, "Oh yeah, I would love to be on your team, but a lot of people are talking to me. I really want those new Space Jams because you know sneakers are very important." And <laughs> in this yes, universe, in this world, in this world, they're very important. So Little Rel's like, yeah, you know, they haven't come in yet, but next shipment, I'll get them for you. And then all of a sudden, the great I honestly think he might be one of the best heels I've seen in a movie. <laughs> Nick Kroll shows up. Playing a character named Mookie. Which was amazing. And he's every white guy who thinks he's black ever. It's great. He's every like black guy in New York, or every white guy in New York. Well, I do. As we go into this movie, have a theory that he's actually a, a, a serial killer, and he's basically single white female in Lil Rel in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh, you think like so? if this movie wasn't a comedy, this movie is about how this man is destroying Lil Rel's life and stealing every aspect of it, which I loved. I was way more interested in that plot point because he was literally take. He started okay, so we find out. I will say this is one of the few plot points in the film. We find out that Little Rel and Mookie grew up together, and they were in a basketball tournament. And Little Rel was apparently like one of the greatest players. He learned. He was trying his best because, and I have no idea why this has any importance in this movie. He was an orphan. They don't touch on that a whole lot. No, they do. They show like a whole background where he's an orphan and he doesn't get adopted, so he just decides to be really good at basketball. 
As you would. And then right when he's got everyone forgetting that he's a dirty orphan and he's like the best ever, uh, he decides to throw it out, uh, throw the, he shoots a shot. I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about basketball. He, he takes a shot and apparently young Nick Kroll comes up. And smacks it out of his hand, and then everybody immediately hates Little Ralph because he's an orphan. He's an orphan who just had his shot blocked, and then he is disgraced, and apparently never plays basketball again. No, but he just coaches it. That's right. I didn't understand how being an orphan would help. Um, you know, it just makes him feel sad since they don't add any other character depth anyone else. So then Little Rel goes back to his apartment to his home and who is he uh, coupled up with? America's most overrated comedian, Tiffany Haddish. You hate her so much. I just don't get it. Like, she's fine. She's fine. I just don't get, I don't get all the love. You don't get the power of the mole? No. Did you not Uh, watch uh, Girls Trip? uh, No. I did not. That's a good movie. Uh oh. Owen is here to join us. Well, Owen loves basketball, and maybe one day uh, he can be. Oh, no, he can't. He's not an orphan. So he's going to be mediocre at basketball at best. You never know. I could get into a terrible car accident. Yeah, but... No, don't say that. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> don't put that um, evil out there. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't want that. We don't want that. So. Uh, to- so Tiffany Haddish is just like a typical like girl that uh typical uh I would say gold digger, but I don't understand why she's gold digging little Ralph because he has no prospects. He works at Foot Locker. So and the they... only the only thing like if you win the Rucker Park, you know, tournament, you can get a hundred grand, but I assume that's split five ways with the players on the team. It has to be, right? And then the coach, I guess, would get a percentage. So, I mean, you're only making 15 grand, right? Yeah. So, I don't understand what she thinks she's going to get from this. Well, Lil Rel makes it seem like he's getting all 100, 100K. She's making plans to buy a Tesla. You're not buying Tesla with 15K? No, not at all, right? You shouldn't even walk in a Tesla store with just 15K. I don't even think I'm allowed in a Tesla store. Well, if you wear a tracksuit from kicking and screaming, you will be. How do you think so? Yeah. Excuse you should me. wear a pinky ring too. I do wear a pinky ring on a regular basis. Yeah, I do. Are you are you a mob lawyer? No, no. I just I think it looks cool. Well, I I hate to break it to you, buddy. Uh, Mrs. Gabe doesn't think it's weird. <laughs> well, she has an odd choice in men. <laughs> Can you believe that I wore that on our first date and she still decided to kind of keep seeing me? Well, I, I, anything I say on this podcast will be published to the air, so I'll leave it alone. Very yeah. ni- she seems like a very nice young lady. She is. She, she obviously, she obviously looks past my flaws. Yes, and your looks. Whoa, whoa! Well, I'm sorry, buddy. I know I'm not an attractive man either. Okay, so well, all right. Uh, so, um. I'm, like, watching this part, and she's, like, talking about all the things she's going to buy. She's talking about how she shops so much. She buys Gucci. And Little Rel's like, I can't afford this. I can't afford this. They're in a really nice apartment. 
But that always happens. I mean, look at the cast of Friends. They lived in fucking giant-ass apartments in the city, too. Yeah, that's true. And Joey was a struggling actor. Yeah. Joey Tribbiani. So, then, uh, Little Rel's at work, and he's helping out this family, buying sneakers, and he's talking to this one kid, and he's like, oh, this is going to make you great. And then the mom goes, full disclosure, he's not that great. (laughs) And he goes, what the fuck's wrong with you? This is your child. And then Casper walks in with his entourage. Yes, Aaron Gordon. Who Aaron Gordon was actually good in this movie. Yeah, Aaron Gordon walks in with Turtle, uh, Johnny Drama. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that would make this movie so much better. <laughs> so he walks in, he's like, "Hey, man, uh, Dax, I'm kind of confused. Why are the Space Jams here? I thought they were out of stock." He's like, "No, I was about to call you." So he's like, "Oh, so you're gonna hook us all up, right?" Are Space Jams actual sneakers? Yeah, they are. Do they have anything to do with? The movie Space Jam? I don't think they do. I need to call my brother and ask him because he knows all about sneakers. My oh, brother you have is... a sneakerhead in the family. Yeah, my brother is a sneakerhead. And he, uh... at one point, worked at Champs Sporting Goods so he could get his sneaker fix. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that that's our family. Scheming. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> oh man, I miss employee discount day. We would get so much stuff. I, that's how I was going to get my tracksuit for kicking and screaming. So, I... <laughs> so apparently Dax has to get all of these like people sneakers. And it comes out to like $800. And Dax doesn't know how he's going to pay for it. He's going to get fired because uh, uh, Aaron Gordon just decides this is on Dax and he walks away. So Dax is just wait. And little Rel is just holding the bag, and in comes Tiffany Haddish to save the day. And he's like, "We need it. We need Casper. We need to keep him happy. He's gonna win us." And uh, she's like, "Okay, but I want half." So she gets she puts eight hundred dollars in so she could get half of a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Mister Wonderful would love this deal. <laughs> Mark Cuban would not. Cuban would walk away from it somehow. Yeah, without a doubt. So. Uh, she gets it. He gets the sneakers. He shows up to practice the next day. Casper's in there, and he's like, "Hey, team, I got the, I got the jersey." And he's wearing this obnoxious, bright orange jersey called the Harlem Money. Harlem Money. And guess who took over the team? Uh, Nick Kroll. Yeah, Nick Kroll Mookie, has Mookie himself, and Aaron Gordon's just kind of a dick about it, yeah. and he doesn't. It doesn't really. It never gets explained why he like went with him and left Little Rel hanging, even after he got him the sneakers. Because he got free sneakers. Why does he need to hang out with this loser? Well, Little Rel's a loser. According to you, he's the greatest coach that's ever coached. No, I don't know about that. I said that's what this movie made it sound like. Nah. But then, <clears throat> so Nick Kroll makes a lot of. He makes a lot of jokes. He goes, "Why would he want to be coached by someone that looks like a basketball?" Because Little Rel's like wearing this little orange shirt. And then he makes a joke that made me really, really laugh. He goes, You look like the Syracuse orange man. I uh, see, you you really enjoyed this. I was just like, oh I, okay. That's a well, good joke, Paul. We're just we're just letting like Nick Kroll just like fucking go nuts, huh? That's a really good joke. Calling him a Syracuse orange man? 
I anytime I hear Nick Kroll now, I just picture the big mouth characters. I mean, that's a problem. <clears throat> no, well, when I'm trying to watch a movie, yeah, sure. So they're all like making fun of Dax, and then Dax is trying to steal the shoes from Casper because he wants the shoes and, back. And at and this somehow, point, my grandfather is fucking losing his shit laughing. I, he couldn't believe it. Yeah, so he's like grabbing on Aaron Gordon's foot and get dragged away. And somehow, this is when the movie really just goes nuts. It ends up on Sports Center. That makes no sense. I mean, it's a viral clip, I guess. So Little Rel's watching this show. He's watching Sports Center and he's on the couch. And at this point, my grandfather goes, Oh, that guy must be really rich. Look at his gold chains. <laughs> I wrote that down because I couldn't believe how crazy that was. It's a, it's a, it's a sign of wealth. Yeah, well, this is like the viewpoint of a man that doesn't speak English just watching this. I want to know what he was thinking this whole time. Yeah, now, this is, your grandfather is certainly someone that has no interest in what Rucker Park is. But like, he can still enjoy this movie, so that's good, I guess. No, he just enjoys... I think he just enjoyed watching African-American people like, oh, like have a good time. I think that's what it was. In fact, I think that's a direct quote from him. So, Little Rel lost Casper, and then Tiffany Haddish immediately turns on him and kicks him out. Yep, and then I I did laugh when he walks out. The music starts playing. He walks out, and she yells out the window that he has to give back her bag. So then he goes back inside, comes out with a garbage bag, and then the scene basically starts itself over. I enjoyed yeah. that. That was good. It was, was a good, good one. Bit. Also, I thought she was the gold digger. Turns out he's the fucking deadbeat. Yeah, of course. That made no That's sense. Point. Yeah. So he uh, he goes, and then he goes to this barber shop. Well, he- what any young African-American man down on their luck does immediately. You know, you just got kicked out. Why not go immediately to a barbershop? So the people in this barbershop are woefully underused. Yeah. Uh, there's J.B. Smooth, a.k.a. That's Leon. Right. Crazy Ice Killer. Oh, no. Crazy Ice Killer is different, but no. J.B. Smooth. <laughs> J.B. Smooth. Crazy Ice Killer is the, is the guy from Dodgeball. I'm sorry. I mixed up my curb characters. So you mixed uh, up your, your African American curves characters. Hey, hey, hey! He was very prominent in the Crazy Eye Killers episode. No, he wasn't. He wasn't even in that. Yes, he was. Maybe. So then there was uh, Mike Epps is there. Mike Epps, and then, am I crazy or was that Rick Ross? No, it was Rick Ross. It was right. Yeah, I was losing it. I was like, wait, is that Rick Ross? You think, like, Lil Rel could be like, yo, Rick, let me get a little bit of money. I need some help. I, why was Rick Ross just hanging out at this barbershop? You said it yourself. That's what young African-Americans go do. It is a pillar of the community. I don't know these things. So, Leon, because I don't know his name in this character. I think it was Angelo. He's also an old man makeup for no reason. Yes. Uh, he starts the old man makeup in this movie is akin to, like, the white chick's makeup. No, my grandparents were convinced these were really old people. Stop it. I swear to God. Stop it. I swear to God, Paul. They thought they were legit old people. Oh, God. (laughs) They were fools. So, J.B. Smooth is telling Little Rel about Uncle Drew. Apparently, Uncle Drew's like a legend. He slept with some guy's sister and mother. 
and <laughs> third grade teacher. That's apparently a pop point. And he also, uh, he's like really good at like a bunch of stuff. He was talking about a ham sandwich. JB Smooth was going crazy. He's like, oh, he made a sandwich with extra mayo and he still hit it. Go look for Uncle Drew. <laughs> I really, I, you are really branching out with your impressions this episode. Thank you. I thought I was doing pretty good. So, not today. Uh, so. <laughs> The kid with tumbles on the podcast. Holy shit! Little Rel decides to go all over the city, and by that I just mean Harlem and Brooklyn. He really doesn't branch out to anywhere, looking for a new team, until he gets to one park where he's just sitting there with his bag of garbage, aka his clothes, and he's watching. And there's an old man there that's just like talking shit about these yeah. people. And he's talking shit, and then the young guys are like, "All right, no." Fuck it. Come I'll on. play you, old man. Oh. And Uncle Drew gets up and he plays the whole I'm really old thing go on. Well, he goes up there and he's like, hold my nuts. And he's holding a bag of nuts, which I, I laughed. Stop it. I did laugh. I also like how he calls everyone young blood. And I wish I could call people young blood. You could. You could. I don't think I could. I don't think I'm old enough. That's true. When you get older, you can start calling people young blood. You think so? Yeah, I like it. I think you should do it. Okay, I'm all in. So, Uncle Drew starts bawling. Like, at first, this guy thinks he's going to wipe the floor with Uncle Drew. And then Uncle Drew does the titular, like, I don't know. I think he has magic. Because he turns it on. Just because you were really good at basketball when you were younger does not mean that you could be just as good when you're, like, 70-something years old. That's Apparently not- he's 70 years old. And I'm telling you, this character is magic. He has the ability of a 20-something-year-old. He's, yes. There, there's no, he's as fast as he was. He can dribble better than anyone in the movie. He can still dunk. The dunking is the absurd part. Listen, there's old men that could probably play, that have been playing forever, that, you know, I'm certainly no good at basketball. I'm certainly losing to a 70-year-old that used to play. You, you also Arthur look Park. like a Syracuse orange man. Yes. <laughs> That's why I don't wear orange. So, so like, I don't understand. Like, this man just has the ability of a young person. Like, the body of a young person. It's magic. So, it's like, like what, Mike. He's got the like Mike sneakers. This is what starts bothering me about the movie. So, I imagine that the conflict would be Lil Rel getting Uncle Drew to play. Yeah. The conflict, there is none. Lil Rel's like, hey. I'm a coach. How about you come play at the Rucker Park tournament? And Uncle Drew's just like, yeah, it sounds good, but I got to get my team. Well, he goes, no, I don't want to do that. You're just using me for your own good. And he's like, no, I want you to teach everyone. You are a lonely white a lighthouse in a sea full of fog. And Uncle Drew really liked that. Yeah, but it's like, it's not even like, it's those lines and that's it. Boom. Then we're off. Well, they go into the the van, and you see the boom boom room. That's right, the van, the boom boom room. I really like that van. I really want a van like that. And um, yeah, you shouldn't get that van. (laughs) I should get the Chris Farley van. No, don't get a van, man. (laughs) Why can't I get a van, man? Just don't do it. Oh, watch the documentary Van and everyone out there. It's pretty awesome. Oh my god. 
Um, I, I did watch a documentary. We'll talk about it at the end of the show. I did watch a documentary this week. Okay, we'll talk about it then because I feel like I'm going to have to... I've either already watched it or I'm going to have to watch it. You're going to have to watch it. Okay, so... <clears throat> so, Uncle Drew's like, okay, so we got to go to Chocolate City. Which... <laughs> I didn't and know I, that was. A thing. I did. I did know that's another name for. Um, I did know that's another name for Washington D.C. How did you know that? I believe there was a uh, mayor at the time, at one time, who came out and was talking about Washington D.C. and he referred to it as Chocolate City. That's how I knew about it. No, Paul. I remember texting you during this movie, going, "Holy shit! They just referred to Washington D.C. as Chocolate City." Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's known. It's known. It's and a real you thing. texted me back. You're like, that's a thing, man. <laughs> uh, that's that's one of the top five greatest city nicknames of all time. Chocolate City? Yeah. Dude, it made me want to go to D.C. right now. you just like, okay, Gabe, what are you doing? Just hanging out in the Chocolate City. Dude, I don't think I could have, like, if someone asked me at work, like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I took a road trip to Chocolate City. Like, you probably... I'd be immediately fired. You probably shouldn't refer to it as the Chocolate City. Why? I'm 3%. You're what? I'm 3%. Nope, stop it. Nope, don't do that. <laughs> I took I took an Ancestry DNA test. You, you are the Elizabeth Warren of this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to drink a beer and be weird. <laughs> Don't don't do that. Don't pull on the three percent card. So so the van. Apparently, there's only one room rule in the boom boom room. No shoes in the boom boom room. Which I can understand. You don't want shoes in there. You would never want shoes in the boom boom room. This becomes a, a problem later in the film when the van is filled. But we don't uh, we don't have to worry about that. So Uncle Drew's like, there's a uh, more rules. Uh, I control the heat, even though they're in the middle. So. Of summer. And... Yeah, because the joke is that old people are always hot. Are always cold. Yes, that's what I mean. And he controls... Well, they obviously don't know my grandparents because they're so fucking cheap they won't turn on the heat for anything. Uh, So... Then... He puts on music, which was in a cartridge. I thought it was like a Game Boy cartridge. Did you you know what an 8-track looked like? I've never seen an A track in my life before. Really? No. I guess. Um. Wait. Maybe you're I'm just like a me. real old man at heart. No, I mean your parents are also older too. I guess. Like my parents were like into CDs and shit like that, and like, not A track like cartridges like that, but like we had tapes. I mean, yeah, I guess my parents did have A tracks. Yeah, not when it, I was growing up. By the time I grew up, it was cassettes and things. Yeah, we had cassettes. I don't know. I've never seen one before. I had no idea what an eight track was. I guess. Well, you you found out. Thank you, Uncle Drew. Um, and so he starts playing um, all the classic uh, hits of the seventies. Yeah. And he plays the song that. Uh, Biggie Smalls based his song hit song on, and That's Little right. Rel's going crazy. Little Rel starts; they they do a whole bit on Big Papa, which and no other movie should be allowed to use Big Papa because Hardball really just made that impossible for any other film to make it 
Well, my favorite is that Uncle Uncle Drew was like, I don't want any of that rapidy hippity hop. Yeah, the the joke is old people, man. And then he tells uh, Little Ral that his chain is fake as fuck. (laughs) Well, that's how your grandparents then realized, oh, he doesn't have that much money. And then at this point, my grandparents thought Uncle Drew was a real old person, and I had to break it to them. He was not. So I will say that this um, this part of the movie is usually my favorite part in any movie where this is, becomes a thing, where we have to get the gang back together. Yeah. And That's not where I thought you were going at. This is the weirdest mishmash of... People? People. That, like, if you're going to tell me they're making a movie with NBA stars, Kyrie Irving is the star, I'm not going to guess. You, you could have given me all the chances in the world. I'm probably only guessing one of them. <laughs> yeah, which was Shaq. Yes, yes. So, the next one. So, they get to Chocolate City. That's right. And they get to my favorite trope in any movie, a Black Church. I love Black Churches. This reminded me of the Blues Brothers. So, that's my favorite part of that movie. This scene is out of control. Uh, the pastor is literally dribbling a baby. He does put the baby behind his back. Because they walk in on a baptism. And, Which is pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, they walk in on a baptism. And the pastor is, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like crossing over with the baby and everything. And How upset a, were you that that didn't happen to Owen when he was baptized? I wish it was an option, but I would you have would you have gone for the listen? I'm all for I'm all for it, and I definitely would have gone to a black church. But I feel like everyone else around me is really white. It's, I I, I'm like really white I would have been but, the only one that would have supported you in this one. I mean, I don't know. Hello. So I guess Paul's getting a call right now. So, uh, hey, yeah. I lost you for a second. Let, let me call right back. Okay. Hey, bud. One day we're gonna get through this without technical difficulties. Well, uh, but not today. That today is not today. But that's okay because no. it's only about Uncle Drew. I like how you rhyme, just like the pastor. <laughs> if only I had a baby to dunk. Uh, well, I mean, you do, <laughs> but don't do that. Um, I do actually. You're right. Yeah, don't talk that baby. Though. Don't talk that baby. So, um, so yeah, we get to uh, where he's, they walk in on the baptism, and he stops a baby from being dunked. And uh, the the pastor is paid played by NBA legend and noted choke artist Chris Webber. I know it was pretty incredible. Um, and Chris Webber. It looks. I'm telling this. This fucking makeup is horrifying. Yeah, it's... he looks like a Frankenstein monster. Well, I mean, I'd go to this church if there was a Frankenstein, uh, a Blackenstein. Stop. <laughs> if there was a Frankenstein monster, <laughs> I think I learned the hard way last week with my name of the uh, last episode. That you should, we should stay away from the, um, we should stay away from the racial humor. Oh, did you, did you get hate mail? No, but I mean, less <laughs> listeners. Oh, you think that's what it is? You think like our Asian population is shrink? I think, uh, 
I think naming something and with the, with the word Oriental in it probably doesn't help. Well, that's all on you, dude. Oh yeah, no, I'll take the heat. So we're not naming this episode Blackenstein. Uh, no, we we would not name it anything with the word black. I uh, I think that might be a bad move. <clears throat> we can name it Black History Month. <laughs> Jesus, the black. I just broke my sink and I do not know how to turn that hot water off now. Holy that- fuck. Well, you, why don't you just baptize Owen in it real quick? No, seriously, a whole piece just came off. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I live in a shitty apartment. It is what it is. That's life. Uh, I think I got it. I think I got it. Oh, that's broken. Time to call Fran. For my apartment? No, no, no. First of You're all, super. I'm very handy. Second of all, um, Fran would be like, call the office, you idiot. I'd be like, you're right. <laughs> so, okay. So, can I tell you the preacher is actually my favorite character? Well, he's the only one with, like, an extra storyline. Because his wife is played by WNBA and basketball legend Lisa Leslie. Oh, uh, Betty Lou? Yes. The first woman uh, to ever get a basketball game. Yeah. Yes. I had no idea about that, actually. You didn't know that she was a WNBA star? Nope. I don't watch the WNBA. I don't watch the NBA either. So nobody call me a sexist. I guess. I didn't know this was Chris Webber until, like, I looked it up after. Well, I guess you would... If you're not... You're not a big basketball guy to begin with, so, like... No, I'm not. I I think I've only watched, like, one game in my life. And that was... Fuck out of here. Yeah, and that was when the Looney Tunes played the Monstars. Stop it. I'm serious, dude. You've never watched an actual like NBA game? No, I've never been to one. You've never watched one on TV? No. Who the fuck are you? I like to watch football and football and baseball. You're not Dominican. Don't watch baseball. I'm Puerto Rican, though. Whatever, you're the lesser Dominicans when it comes to baseball. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, I don't have someone from my country that decided to make himself white and dress like a cowboy. Sammy Sosa. Um, so, apparently, Little Rel stops his uh, baptism and everyone's pissed off. Somebody calls him a pot bellied Teletubby, which I lost. That was really funny. And Betty Lou is like, I filled this tub for hours. Someone's going to get dunked. So they decided to dunk Little Rel and baptize him. And I, Betty, Lou, Betty Lou refers to him as the Black Hobbit. I did enjoy this sequence. Where they were dunking him? Yeah. And the music was going? Yeah. I danced a little bit. Uh, no dancing for me. Um, me and Owen watched this together this afternoon. Um, this is a good movie for a child. Uh, yeah, sure. It's family friendly, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And it's fine for a baby because it's like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so he's just like watching these cartoon characters walking around. This had the same. They this, this had the characters. same kind of like plot, like devices that like a child show would have. Yeah. So Betty Lou forbids them to uh, the pastor to leave the preacher. We never know who what the preacher's real name is, by the way. He's just preacher. Uh, 
the preacher starts saying Bible verses and Betty Lou starts saying Bible verses and they fight that way. And then at the end, he's like, no, you can't go. So the preacher's like, I can't go, fellas. So they're waiting outside. Little Ralph's freaking out. He hates Betty Lou. And then all of a sudden, the preacher comes in and he goes, I can't take it anymore. I That's my preacher impersonation. Now, if you're Little Rel in this situation, wouldn't you be like, okay, cool. This old guy that I know is good at basketball went to go pick up this other old guy who can't seem to move very well. And he can't play, so that means I can replace him with a younger player. Yeah, that's. I think that's what Little Rel should have thought. But instead, Little Rel is like, "Oh, now we're fucked." Because we don't have it. Because the old preacher decides to escape and just get in the truck and have them drive off. And they are chased by Betty Lou. That's right. She is essentially dri- she's driving like it's the fucking French Connection. Yeah. She's like really she really doesn't want her man to go play basketball. No, she does not. Which is weird considering where we end up. But anyway, they head to the next uh they head to the next place. Well look with you stops. And then Betty Lou comes out with a basketball uh not a basketball, a baseball bat and tries to it turns into basketballs. Uh she tries to like beat up uh, Uncle Drew with a baseball bat and then Uncle Drew drives away. And then they go to the next place which is a retirement home somewhere in North Carolina, I'm guessing. Yes, but at first they go across the street because that's where you find Reggie Miller as a blind man? Oh, no, wait. There's like something before. They stop at like a... They stop at like a... A gas station first, and then like for some reason on the gas station TV that they always have, uh, fucking Nicole shows up. Yes, the, the, first of all, this movie has two gas station scenes. Second of all, Nicole somehow, Nicole and Aaron Gordon are somehow on this gas station television. I've watched gas station TV. It's usually just the weather. It would not be about Rucker Park. No, it would not be. Especially when you're not even... At this point, they're in Louisiana. Are they? No, I thought they were in North Carolina. They're somewhere in the South. Whatever. No, they end up in in Louisiana. But yeah, yeah, you're right. They're in in Carolina. It looks like it, right? Yeah, you can tell because there's a uh, trans man that doesn't know which bathroom to go into. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's it. Yeah. So that's that's how I could tell. Yeah. So uh like they're at that gas station and like then they decide to move on. There's a weird old person joke where they nap for like two seconds and then they're up and they're good again. There's a Trump University joke where yeah. Nick Kroll proudly proclaims he has a degree from Trump University. That's right, there is a Trump University joke. I forgot all about it. So they get to the retirement home and they're looking for someone called Wilbur Ross or whatever. Like, oh, you mean lights. He's across the street at the Dave and Buster's across the street. Which, what kind of retirement home is across there's, the street from the There's Dave no Buster's? Dave and Buster's and retirement home near each other. Right? No. Dave and Buster's are like, always like in the downtown area or somewhere weird. 
They're not near retirement homes. Not even close. So, you get down to go look for lights. Lights is over there, just, you know, trying to sink some baskets, but he's blind and he's missing every basket. But there's a button on the side of the machine, which allows you to... An attractive black lady is pushing. Yes. And she's like saying, oh, you're making it, you're making it. It's great, it's great. Good job, lights. And uh, then Uncle Drew's like, lights, you're blind. And then he just like accepts it, I guess. He was just like, I guess you're right. And Little Rel's like, are you actually blind? Are, are you blind? And he goes, you mean legally or actually? Which makes no sense. None. Zero. So then we find out that the girl that's helping Lights is actually Boots' girlfriend. Uh, Boots' uh... granddaughter. Granddaughter. And they take you to Boots, who... Yeah. They make this joke later in the movie, but he does look like Frederick Douglass. And he Wait, is... Who is Lights? In this Reggie movie. Miller. It's Reggie Miller, right? Yes. Yeah. And then Boots, inexplicably, is Nate Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he doesn't speak, and he's in a wheelchair. Can I tell you? I thought, when I first saw this movie, I thought it was Quest Love. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm the racist. No, because of the, the afro. He does. He does look like Frederick Douglass, though. He does, right? So apparently, Boots has just been comatose for a real long time. No explanation why. Just been, and he doesn't move until Uncle Drew throws basketball at him that he catches. That's right. This is, and later on, he becomes a, he becomes the fucking grand Grandpa Joe. <laughs> he just gets up. So, because there's magic in this movie. There is magic in this movie. Because Lorel's deciding... So the, the granddaughter's all in on breaking Boots out to take him. And then Lorel, for some reason, is like uh, planning like an escape and everything. And Lights is really into it. They're talking about that they're going to lower him from the roof. That they're going to distract guards. This old man just rolls out of the retirement home. No one's guarding a retirement home. There's no guards As a fun fun little bit. There's no guards there. And I guess the joke is, ha, it's a a retirement home. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares about it. They don't care about your loved ones. They're probably sitting in their own filth. Yeah, filled (laughs) with bed sores. Christ. So they, like, they leave, right? Yeah, they just go. Uh, Lights is cooking in a toaster oven and Boots is playing uh, the preacher in chess and they keep calling him Little Man and I guess Boots is just a chess genius because he wins. That's right. He hasn't spoken years but he's a, he's a tactical genius. He might be. Essentially essentially better uh, They at this point Essentially, they're showing you he's better than the coach. You know what I don't like about this movie? They don't show you where everyone is. You just kind of have to guess where everyone goes. So, like, yeah, no, I'm telling this movie just you just jump from place to place. Yeah, and time to New time. Orleans, and the only reason I know it's New Orleans is because the buildings look New Orleansy, and there's also uh, you could see the pyramid of Nicolas Cage in the background, his burial pyramid. 
He has a burial burial pyramid in in New Orleans. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, dude, yeah. He had he bought a pyramid inside of a, a cemetery in New Orleans. That's where he's gonna be buried when he dies. I'm I'm here for it. I'll go visit. Well, next time I go to New Orleans, I'll, I'll take a, a did, trip out to the Nicolas Cage Memorial. Did you also know he bought the most haunted house in New Orleans? I I did know that. I know he has dinosaur skull. He's got all kinds of shit. Yeah, me and him would make the same purchases. I can't even judge him. So, uh, let's see. They are in New Orleans, and they go into this Taekwondo dojo and who's there Shaq and they're playing the Godzilla song and Shaq is there just teaching all these kids how to do Taekwondo and I feel like Shaq like was like you know what I will be in this movie but I have to have really weird facial hair he he wrote this character he had to have right the Taekwondo character Shaq definitely Shaq definitely gets, like, script approval on this film. Yeah, right? I'm not going to lie. I would have loved to have learned Taekwondo from Shaq. Like, that that looks like a fun time. Also, when they go uh, to see Shaq, they've been talking about what uh, Uncle Drew did that broke up the team years ago, which is basically just sleep with Shaq's woman. Yeah. The night before the finals. Yeah. So, Uncle Drew, bad guy. Yeah. Uncle Drew's a terrible guy. <clears throat> so, Shaq beats the shit out of the Uncle Drew. And then Little Rel runs in there. And he's like, listen, you look like Wolverine's grandfather. Making jokes about his facial hair, which was really weird. And I was kind of jealous because I wish I could do it. Uh, he goes, uh, listen, you can do whatever you want to Uncle Drew after you win. And then Shaq agrees. So... The team is together, I guess. And Lights is uh, in the driver's seat just hanging out. And who should show up? None other than Betty Lou. That's right. She's been chasing them. And she followed them all the way down to Louisiana. And this sets off another chase scene. However, this time, the driver is a blind guy. Oh, the hijinks. Let them ensue. Well, they're going reverse the whole time. That's right, because he's blind. And then Betty Lou chases them all throughout New Orleans. And the preacher goes, go on the highway. She won't drive on the highway. How the fuck did she get from New Orleans? How the fuck did she get from Washington, D.C. to New Orleans if she doesn't drive on highways? Um, none of this movie makes sense. No, none at all. So it's just a lot of old people jokes. That's like 80% of this movie. So, we get to the second basketball, uh, the second uh, gas station scene in this movie, where Little Rel needs more money. That's right. Also, the granddaughter comes with them. Oh, yeah, for some reason. I have no idea why. Because Little Rel needs somebody to have sex with, I guess? Yeah. So, basically, he needs a love interest. So, they get to uh, Little Rel... Yeah, he needs more money, so he sees this girl's basketball team, and he tries to make a wager with the coach. Yeah, and he does make a wager with this coach, and I have big issues with this coach. Yeah, what this a wager piece happen. of shit, dude. Yeah, this coach is like, oh, you want to bet me $100 that my girls can't beat 
that that uh group of old people that group of old men okay yeah i'll take that bet that man should not be gambling on his high school women's team that man should not be in charge of children no no official scumbag in my book yeah he he took that bet not even like weighing the options didn't even think about it he just said okay yeah i will take that bet we're in he's profiting off of the work of children he's no better than a warlord so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe not. So. This is um, Coney. Yeah. Is this well, what it looks like? Yeah. Coney, Coney, what was it? Coney 2016? Yeah, this is Coney 2019. <laughs> so these ladies beat these old men, and these old men look like old men. Even Uncle Drew, who early in the film doesn't look like old men. Is looks like an old man. <laughs> so, so anyway, they they talk about it. They and then they get in their van and they they head back up to New York after that, right? Yeah, they get to New York, and you have the typical oh. New York shots. Oh, so Lil Rel realizes he can't pay, but ahead of uh, before they leave the gas station, the coach somehow has the money, and then Uncle Drew comes up. He's like, "Man, why don't you just tell us you didn't have money? You would have taken care of it." And this is like, "Oh, look, they're becoming friends." Friends. That's yeah. right. Which I don't understand why he didn't say that in the first place. So, this whole time, Little Rose is driving to <clears throat> New York, and the granddaughter is talking about how noble it is because there's no way these old men can win because she doesn't believe in magic. That's right. So, they get to the Rucker, and Uncle Drew tells Little Rel, Listen, I need a minute. And he starts, he has a magic bag filled with gifts. He gives lights, goggles. Which immediately fixes his blindness. It cures the blind. Well, this is, yeah. Uncle Drew becomes Felix the cat. And he has this bag and he gives him goggles. And then he starts making, he starts hitting shots. This would not stop him from being old as shit. No. Then he gives, he gives a preacher a cross. And Uncle preacher, Drew becomes Jesus at this and point. Preacher, yeah, he's the Wizard of Oz. And Preacher can then dunk. Yeah. And then. He give, this is the fucking craziest part. A man that hasn't walked in fucking years. 20 years. He hasn't walked in 20 years. He puts on these old converses, which it upset me there weren't PF flyers. This way I could have tied it into Benny the Jet Rodriguez in my mind. Or I, I liked it because they reminded me of uh, Like Mike. <laughs> he puts these sneakers on. He helps him stand up. And then Boots is just out here dunking and running around. This is some real Grandpa Joe shit. Yeah, because muscular atrophy is not a real thing. No, not at all. His legs are still as strong as ever, and he's he's killing it. it like, it's incredible. He Uncle Drew has magic. That's right. Well, his magic is about to run out because he goes to give Shaq the champ, the first championship they won from their two on two tournament because they used to be the closest. And Shaq takes it, throws it down. <laughs> Lucy, hold on, my dog just yelped. I don't know what's wrong. Maybe oh. she's maybe she's just upset about Shaq's behavior. Let me let me run. I'm gonna have to edit this out. I think something's wrong. I will. I will. We may have to finish this at a later time. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Let's finish this, buddy. Oh, I know this has been a fucking odyssey. It really has. My apologies. My dog hurt herself in the middle of our recording. What did she's she okay do? Now but I had to take her to the doctor. Oh, man. Was that bad? 
they think she did something with her fucking ACL. That's right. My dog is out for the year if she was an NBA player. Well, Paul, all you have to do is get her some really old sneakers, and then she can magically walk again. <laughs> My dog is Boots. Lucy played Boots in the movie. She's about as tall as Nate Robinson. Jesus. But I, where were we? Where did we leave off at? There wasn't much left in the film. We were just at the... Uh... They had just given the presents, like the whole Wizard of Oz thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so this is when uh, Shaq uh, spurns him, and all Shaq wants is an apology. Yeah. What does he want an apology for? Well, we find out because they go to the first game, and Shaq does not play. Little Rel comes out and says, I don't care what's going on. You have to do it. Figure it out after the game. So they start playing kind of normal, and... Shaq takes down Uncle Drew, and for some reason, it cuts to a cemetery. It just cuts? It just cuts. Do we even see if they win? Because I assume they have to. No, they won. They won. But it but just the, cuts? It, it cuts just cuts to, to the cemetery. Shaq standing in a cemetery. Looking at his dead wife's grave. Yeah, but you don't know because they never give you Shaq's fucking name. <coughs> I well, wanted them to look at the tombstone, and the fucking tombstone said Mrs. Um, <laughs> big Miss, Big Miss, Big Miss Fella, Miss Big Fella. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to uh, no. Then it turns out that Uncle Drew had slept with Shaq's woman the night before their the night before the final, and then Shaq still marries her. That's right. And they have this discussion above her corpse. Yeah. And then everything's forgiven and they play amazing. It's because they both love. <coughs> so they start playing. And uh, one time, Uncle Drew's just sitting there with uh, Mike Epps and J.B. Smooth. The only other time they're in this film. Yeah, Leon and Mike Epps are just sitting there. Mike Epps also, I'm pretty sure he was in one of those barbershop movies. It possibly. By the way, when you say they're just sitting there, Literally, just Mike Epps there. is just sitting there. I don't even know if he makes a joke. No, he's just sitting there. J.B. So, Smooth is the only one like... Yeah, J.B. Smooth is really good in this movie. I, the two lines he's in it. Sure. The, if, if that's how you want to say... If that's what you want to say is really good, I won't argue. I, I kind of wish he was yelling at people to take off their Joe Capitone jerseys. <laughs> don't give it... <laughs> that's my favorite part of J.B. Smooth. Uh, so, J.B. Smith goes, yo, Uncle Drew, what you gonna do with, uh, all that money you get from the bag? And Uncle Drew's like, bag? We never used to play for money. Oh, times has changed. It's $100,000. So he goes and immediately confronts Little Rel. Little basically, like, doesn't he, like, slap him up? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then Little Rel's like, oh, I was gonna tell you. And then there's, like, a long discussion where you think Uncle Drew's going to be done, and then Little Rel's like, no, you don't understand. I love the game, but I can't play it. And then everything is, like, forgiven. There's no conflict. Now, did we... we t- no, no conflict. But we talked about where, why Little Rel won't play. Yeah, we did. At the beginning. Yeah, he got slapped down by, uh, by the greatest heel of this movie. So the, the only... So here's the thing. Like, this is happening at the Market Park, and these old guys are playing, like, fucking, you know professionals 
But like no one else, they don't cut to anybody that talks about how surprised they Nobody's are. Nobody's reacting to this. Nobody's reacting to these old men dunking, crossing people up. Nobody's reacting to the fact that these people are moving like they're 22 years old. Yeah, full young man <clears throat> speed. These these men... Except for Shaq. When, when they're not playing basketball, are bent over, hands on their backs, walking around. No one... Like, that's fine. But if there's magic in this movie, tell me there's magic. Okay, I feel like Shaq is the only actual old person in this movie. Like, actual old actor. How, what do you mean? Like... Shaq is actually old. Yeah, so is Reggie Miller. That's true. So is uh, Chris Webber. Yeah. But they're not that old. Kyrie's the only one in his 20s. That's true. And Reggie Miller's older than Shaq, dude. So is, so is uh, Chris Webber. Okay, so they're all old. Well, Shaq Shaq's seems older because he's like been around longer bigger and like moves slower oh uh, so he's got that andre the giant thing where he looked where andre the giant was like 20 but he looked like he was 200 years old the man practiced Shaq fu for so long that his body is limber oh that's true he, he might have had the andre the giant he doesn't have the andre the giant features you know like when you have that gigantism you get those yeah elongated features yeah where you become a Shaq does a caveman so apparently the Big Show had it, but they like reversed it. Oh really? He found gigantism cure. What is that? Like a dragon's I egg? So. I guess so. Well, even the even the documentary about Andre the Giant, they were like, "Yeah, we could have done surgeries and saved his life," but he was like, "No, let me die." <laughs> to be big. He went to a fucking like cave and died like a bear. He, he wanted to be like uh, he wanted to be like Tom Hanks. Let me be big. I want to be big. <laughs> Andre the Giant's life started when he went to a fortune telling machine. And <coughs> yeah, in France, like some gypsy fortune uh, teller. It was, turns, out, turns out it was like that Brendan Fraser movie where everything is granted, his wish is granted, except it's evil. Sparkle? Oh, no. Bedazzled. Bedazzled. That's a fucking, we need to watch that one. It's been a long time. I, I was thinking more of like Thinner. Have you ever seen that one? I have seen dinner, yes, but Bedazzled's great. Bigger. Like, like, I want to be rich, and they turned him into, like, a fucking Colombian drug lord. Yeah, I remember that. That was a good movie. The Devil's in that movie, isn't he? Oops. The Devil. Yeah, played by Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that movie later. But, um, so, everyone's playing great now. They're winning, 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 winning. And they're, like, at the semifinals. They just won, and Shaq goes down with a heart attack. Like, so the whole making up doesn't even matter. Yeah, because he has a heart attack. And then they're all in the hospital. Like, what are we going to do? We need another player. And they're like, oh, Little Rel, you got to play. You're the best. You're going to be good. And Little Rel's like, no, I'm not going to play. Who comes and saves the day? Uh, I want to say it's Cindy Lou, but it's not. Betty Lou. Betty Lou, Lisa Leslie herself. Betty Lou comes up and she's like, I got it. I got it, Big Pasta. Who are going to play? I think she called him Big Daddy, which is the thing. I believe she does. Yeah. So Betty Lou apparently is just as amazing as basketball and they're playing and they get into the final and uh, Tiffany Haddish is in the, the, the stands and she comes down and she starts like talking shit about Little Ralph and then the 
<coughs> I have no idea what her name is, but the attractive African American woman, more attractive African American woman, she gets involved and she starts fighting. <coughs> Tiffany Haddish. Oh my God, are you dying? Yeah, I am, dude. I've been. This has been bad. This is. I think this movie made me sick. This movie her injured my dog, kept us from recording, and now is murder. Oh my God, this is our poltergeist. Holy shit, I was just about to make that right. This is our poltergeist. Nothing's happened to me, so that makes me the Craig T. Nelson of this. Oh, uh, you're the Craig T. Nelson? Who am I in this? <laughs> Probably the little girl that becomes a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And, oh. In case people don't know, uh, Poltergeist is a great movie that has a curse on it. Probably because Steven Spielberg secretly directed it and used real corpses. Did you know sure that? I did. Sure did. I think this is the second time on this podcast we've talked about Poltergeist. I feel like I've told you that before. I feel like it might have been the previous episode. That's like my that's like my fun fact. Like he used real courses. We have a new trope. Oh man! So <clears throat> they play the whole like they play the whole. They're playing the tournament, and they're getting through Casper. It's like neck and neck the whole time, and then right at like the end. Lights gets taken out. Lights out. Is this the but so, uh Casper gets taken out? Uh yeah, Casper gets taken out and so does lights. Right, so now <coughs> side is down a player. Yeah. And lights is and like Shaq's already not there. His knees like all fucked up. Shaq is just wandering around the hospital looking for TVs to watch the game. You, you do see Shaq's bare ass on this film. Yeah, eventually. It was pretty terrible. It's a lot like a Jean-Claude Van Damme shot. It really was. Split. So, <laughs> on chairs. You get some Shaq buns. Dude, what this movie was missing was Kumatai. Uh, first of all, it's the Kumatai. Kumatai. And that might be in my top five favorite movies of all time. I think, and I hadn't seen it until last year. I think I kept making that joke when I went to Thailand. If you ran into a Kumatai there? I, holy shit. I man. did go to like a Muay Thai fight. It was pretty close to yeah, Kumatai. Yeah, but you need to go to a secret underground one that no one knows about except they have a instead of like, room block. Instead of, they're all staying yeah. at the same hotel. Instead of a bunch of like Japanese businessmen. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Japanese businessmen, I'll tell you later. Uh, they start playing this game and Little Rel has to step in and Uncle Drew's like, you gotta do it, you gotta do it. So they start playing, and who goes in Casper's place? Nick Kroll. So Nick Kroll and Little Rel are like talking shit. I like Nick Kroll in this movie. I think it's fun. He's like, it's fine. He's like, I'm becoming you. Get in your head. Like he's going crazy. Uh, yeah, Nick Kroll is clearly like, like a good like improver. So I honestly works, think but... Nick Kroll is trying in this movie. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Everybody's I, trying I, in this movie. Everyone is. I, I'll give you the, I'll give you that. Everyone's <coughs> trying in this Except movie. Except Mike Epps. Mike Epps collected a paycheck. Yeah. Um, everyone is trying in this movie. Um, you know, Lil Rel probably feels like he's on that Get Out fucking... We didn't talk about the Get Out reference. Oh, yeah. He's like, I saw Get Out. <laughs> and it's, we're all yeah, laughing. Yeah, so this movie posits that Lil Rel saw a movie starring Lil Rel. Lil Rel. Which is amazing. They're different people. Yeah. So, um, no, no, everyone does try, and I appreciate that. I, I, 
they're just not good at it. No, they're not. But, you know, it's kind of like when you see, like, you know, you see a bunch of, like, kids, like, doing something, and they're not great at it, but, yeah. you know. For example, it's us doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're not great at it, but people appreciate that we try. We are the Uncle Drew cast of podcasts. Uh, yeah. I would, I would agree with that. I mean, I like to think we're the Bedazzled podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing has turned evil with this podcast. Not yet, except me dying. It will. So, it will. So, Nick Kroll is like, Little Rel's about to take the shot, and then he calls a timeout because he doesn't have confidence. And Uncle Drew talks to him and says, you got it, boy. You got it. Don't worry about it. Anything you could do, Not you can do it. Not even a good speech. It's not a great speech. At all. And then uh, Little Rug gets all the confidence. He goes up against Nick Kroll. It's just like 20 years ago. Nick Kroll's going to slap him down. And then Little Rug gets around him, shoots his shot. Buzzer goes off. Hits it in. They win. 100 grand. 100 grand. Shaq celebrates bare ass in the hospital. Everybody celebrates <clears throat> on the court. And that is the film. That's the end of the movie. There's a That's Well, the no, they go to the hospital. And Little Rel talks about how he paid for Shaq's hospital bills. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because he's really not selfish. Yeah. I mean, he's still poor. But he's not selfish. And then there's uh, post-credit scenes where uh, Tiffany Haddish keeps... Samuel Jackson shows up and adds (laughs) Uncle Drew to the Avengers. Well, uh, he tries to recruit him to... uh, With with Neymar, he tries to recruit him to Triple X. Yo, Uncle, an Uncle Drew Triple X movie is what I would watch. Dude, I would watch a Shaq Fu movie. Now that you, uh, this movie made me want to watch a Shaq Fu movie. Are we doing spinoffs of all these movies? No, like, cause like we're watching this movie and like Shaq's doing kung fu or like taekwondo, and I'm just like, I want to watch Shaq do, uh, do Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu is an incredible video game. It's incredible. incredible. It it's, is. It's awful. It's horrible, but it's awesome. It's up there with the Home Improvement video game. Yeah, it, it's there. Where Tim Allen's fighting dinosaurs. For no reason. Uh, can we also talk about like how this is... Shaq's in a lot of movies. He was in Steel. Not good. Shazam. Kazam. Not good. Grown Ups 2. Not good. Uh, scary Movie 3. Okay. Because he's in it with Dr. Phil, and I like Dr. Phil. I like, I like Dr. Phil McGraw. Like, liking Dr. Phil is one of your worst takes. Uh, no, the other day he had a guy who thought he was Batman, Paul, I told you. And he would wear the mask and eye makeup everywhere, and he would just sit in a hot tub eating pizza, dressed as Batman. It's all made up, man. That's still amazing, though. All made up. I know, but it's still incredible that there was a man just dressed like Batman in a hot tub eating pizza. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's something 100% Grizz would do. <laughs> I believe he has done that. Dresses Batman? Well, he has a Batman onesie, and I believe I've seen him in it multiple times. Oh, I have a zebra onesie. Besides the point. Okay, we're getting... <laughs> getting weird okay now. so there's not really much more to talk about this movie i enjoyed myself probably because the crowd i was in 
I was in a movie theater in Flushing, Queens, so it was, like, all Asian people and then, like, a bunch of African-American people, so everybody loved it. I, um... I, I am... This movie is, like... I don't know. I don't... Well, this is like the first movie we've done in a while that's made. Yeah, well, this week. Oh, hold on. This app is going crazy. You just like slowed down. Uh, this is the first movie we've done in a while that's like made for America and not for China. Like this that's... is purely made for America. Okay, that's true. Well, so. Oh yeah, we do. I I like this movie, so it's like a two for me. I don't hate it. So, uh, Uncle Drew, aka uh, Blackenstein, because of the past there. Uh, yeah. So, oh, I said Uncle Drew, out. aka Blackenstein, just like the piece of the past there. So, what's the movie for next week? So, a movie I've never seen, but it's an internet uh, classic. Fire up your Amazon Prime to watch Iron Sky. I have not seen this movie, but I've heard a lot about it. It's it's about Nazis in space, right? I think Hitler, when he escaped and he went to the to the moon and they've been on the... It's something crazy, but Iron Sky is what we're watching next week. Um, and uh, it in. should be interesting. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I got to go edit this. It'll be a day. I just want everyone to know the sacrifices up, but, uh, that we made to make this episode. It took us a long time. I almost died. Paul's dog got sick. Owen had to watch a terrible right. movie. Owen did watch this film with me. A lot of... My grandparents did enjoy it, though. They loved it. It seems... It, yeah, it, it's a crowd I pleaser. think you'd, you'd be really fine is. just putting it on wherever. It's a it's a background movie. Like, you're doing something and you put on a little drink. Yeah, it's a real, like, summer afternoon movie where you're inside with the AC. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Alright, All right, well, man. I'll see you next time, man. Lee. PG Rated, part of the Kayfabe Only Brother Podcast Network.